Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. That's Tim. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I always say me first and then say, and that's Tim over there. I wanted to throw Tim off and make him just, like, have silence. Here, Tim, you filled space. I'm going to shock you into action. I was uh, overcome with stage fright. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like you, it's not like you regularly do stand-up comedy in a position where you'd be on a stage in front of people with nothing but yourself to, to entertain them with. Hey, improv's a whole other ball game, my man. <laughs> oh boy, I'm Peter, just for the record. Uh, we talk about horror movies on this show. Uh, and this episode actually is a special uh, episode that we do once a month. This is a voted episode f- for, uh, from our patrons. Every month we put up four movies in a vote, usually be themed in some way. Uh, and over the course of January, uh, or sorry, over the course of December, I should say, uh, our patrons had the choice of four alligator or crocodile movies. And the winner, uh, as you can see from the title of this episode, is Lake Placid, uh, aka the most well known one. <laughs> <laughs> out of the four uh, so that's not, not super surprising uh, but uh, that's, that's what one so that's what we're going to do uh, and likewise uh, right now admittedly by the time this goes up it'll be really towards the end of the month so there won't be a lot of time left to vote for the uh, for you know the, the January vote for February's movie but it's all vampire romance movies that are up for vote just now uh, that our patrons are selecting from so you can go to, go to patreon.com slash TV and check out that there'll be a link in the description there you go. That's my, that's my, I got my plug in earlier this week. Alright, so Lake Placid, Bill Pullman, Bridget Fonda, Oliver Platt, Brendan Gleeson and Betty White, of all people, are in this. It is a giant crocodile movie uh, on this lake, which is not called Lake Placid. They mentioned that in the movie, that it's not actually called Lake Placid, but they wanted to call it that. Uh, the name was taken. Oh well. Uh, is that like a, a meta-commentary that the movie's plot was just stolen from something else? Like... We wanted, wanted to call it this, but unfortunately, that was... Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm speculating too much. Uh, so, we will start spoiler-free, as we typically do, and we will warn you before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle. And the the plot is pretty simple. There's a lake, there's a giant crocodile, someone gets eaten, Sheriff Brendan Gleeson ends up getting help from the fishing game service... And uh, they, they send Bill Pullman. Oliver Platt's this hot shot who loves to try and hunt crocodiles, so he's coming. And then Bridget Fonda is from a museum. She's an anthropologist because they get like a big chunk of a tooth, and it's like, hey, this isn't a normal thing. Uh, mm. So they all work together to try and kill or trap the crocodile. That's the movie. Uh, that's all it is. <laughs> and uh, it's worth mentioning it is directed by Steve Miner. Uh, and this is the fourth film of Steve Miner that we have done on Streams After Midnight. Really? Yeah, he did Friday the 13th 2 and 3, and he also did Halloween oh. H2O. Oh, wow. So, huh. yeah, this was, this was done right after H2O, because H2O was 98, this was 99. So, Interesting. Yeah, so this nothing, is the fo- fourth movie from him. Nothing minor about those movies. That was a bad joke. What? Those are major movies. <laughs> Do you think his wife likes to crack jokes where she'll, she'll come out of the bedroom and say, I just had sex with a minor, and I just walk out of the room? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope she does. That's a, That sounds pretty funny. <laughs> that, that, that felt sarcastic there, Tim. I wasn't going to lie. Nope. <laughs> like, like, like you're insulting my, my admittedly rough joke. <laughs> oh, okay, so Lake Placid. Uh, I, I take it you had seen this before, Tim. Was this the first time? Yes. Yeah, you've seen it before. No. I'd seen it before. Uh, I saw it. 
I probably went to the theaters to see this. I don't think I, I think I was just a little bit too young to go and see this when it came out. But I think I think I have a memory of watching this when it hit pay per view about uh, six months later. When you know whenever whatever the window was until it was on pay per view. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I watched it then uh, because I used to get a lot of new movies on pay-per-view it was like a thing but back when the price of a pay-per-view movie it seemed like a reasonable amount and as opposed to like now <laughs> what uh would it be like six months or something like for it to get on pay-per-view or sounds about right yeah okay whatever it was i can't remember but sounds about right Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just interested because uh, now I'm just like trying to compare it to like what you know, like uh, VOD would be like. Oh no. Know, nowadays. Or oh, something. I, I think because VOD get it as soon as it's out in like Blu-ray and DVD. Like because I, I think back then. Sometimes like a couple weeks before. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's like two weeks before. Because if I, we, me and Connor just did uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, and that's out in VOD, and it's oh. not, and it's not out on Blu-ray and DVD until another couple of weeks. Ooh, uh, I might have to watch that review. <laughs> now, just for the record, before you get excited, uh, other than the fact that it's set in like Victorian times and that Jack the Ripper's involved, it takes almost nothing from the book. It's all its own uh, thing. Mm, less be- excited. Before you get super excited, because I know Mike McNola wrote the book, yeah. and I, I know you love him. I'm, just, I'm warning you now, Tim. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I've kind of given up hope on these DC animated movies. Like, they, they, there were some really good ones and they started out really great I don't remember the last time I enjoyed one they've been really mediocre for a while the, the Teen Titans one last year was okay but they've been kind of mediocre to bad otherwise uh, that, that Harley Quinn one last year was absolute garbage uh, oh, it looked so bad <laughs> uh, where she sexually assaulted Nightwing uh, that was a thing that happened uh, but <laughs> where, where was it going uh, I was saying something. My TV's going to turn off. This is all going wrong, Tim. It's disaster. It's all chaos. Okay, disaster averted. So, <laughs> where was it going? Oh yeah. So uh, I think back in the day, like the the pay per view would have to be X amount of time after the. I mean, DVD and VHS. Uh, yeah. Uh, for for this, I'm I'm thinking for 1999 it would have been DVD and VHS, but uh, I, I think they'd DVDs come out. DVDs in 99. Yeah. <laughs> DVDs like started like coming out properly in like ninety seven, ninety something. Really, like that? that? Yeah. Oh, well. okay. I mean, I, th- I think Japan had DVD plus in nineteen ninety five. You know, you remember back in the nineties when Japan got new technology like years before everyone else did. Yeah. <laughs> and they got like the PlayStation like a full year before like the rest of the world, and it's like whereas now it's like the, just not doesn't happen at all. Now, now if anything, yeah. Japan waits like six months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird how things have changed, but. Uh, yeah. The point I was making, though, is that it would go to VHS and DVD first, and maybe about three or four months, uh, maybe more, because, I, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, like, the, the, the movie theatres were making a big stink because they were mad at how short the window was becoming before the home release. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure they're happy now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's like three months now till VOD slash home release, and then, I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to when, like, the movie channels get them anymore, or whatever. Yeah. If I remember correctly, back when I was a kid, I think it was like a year for the movie channels, and then but it would be two years for like network TV to like get it mm-hmm. to show it. If I recall, but I'm just, I'm just about right. This is vague memories, Tim. I don't know. Yeah. We went down this rabbit hole because I mentioned pay per view. <laughs> <sighs> 
So, Tim, uh, revisiting yeah. uh, Lake Placid, uh, <laughs> which I know I've not seen in at least like 10 years, maybe more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably more. Mm-hmm. I probably saw it maybe like the last... I saw it when it hit pay-per-view and I maybe watched it again like maybe a few years later, like 2002, 2003, something like that. Uh, but it's yeah, been a long time. If I had watched it again, it would probably be like early 2000s or something at some point. But... Back when it was on TV a lot, maybe. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, so I'll ask the question, Tim. Uh, <laughs> did you enjoy revisiting uh, Lake Placid? Uh, you know what? I it, it was I had an okay time. It's uh, it, it it's kind of a punchline movie. Like you hear it a lot, you know, with with jokes. I feel like if anyone does mention it at all. But uh, as I was watching, I was like, yeah, well, there is some fun to this. Um, it's it basically just seems like they're you know trying to do their own kind of like combination of jurassic park and jaws uh which is fine and uh actually do enjoy movies where animals are trying to eat people um, <laughs> that's a genre which you enjoy yes yeah uh i recently was looking up like the 10 uh animals that are that enjoy eating humans uh and uh crocodiles were yeah pretty high up there they do enjoy, yeah, that's why that's why the the, the the facts that I love about sharks is they don't actually like eating people. Yeah. When it happens, yeah, it like, happens because either they're defending themselves or they're, it's a mistake or. Well, like most sharks, like they'll eat anything, uh, but if they don't like it, they'll you know spit it out. And so hmm. a lot of times, especially with the way he, like humans on surfboards and stuff look, uh, you know they'll take a bite out of you and then yeah spit it out. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think uh, crocodiles are yeah one of those animals that are actually like ooh like this tastes pretty good. Mm. Um, of course, it's a tragedy when it happens in real life. But in movies, I you know I, I'm a big uh, I love my I love my. Animals. I like how you specify that. Tim, how often do we talk about movies and how much we love the kills? Like, oh, I loved how that nail went through that guy's eye. Like, we never have to specify and go. Oh, by the way, of course, if this happens in real life, it's a tragedy. This doesn't make that clear. Yeah. I think they know you don't like actual people getting eaten by crocodiles, just for the record. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I love my animals, and, uh, you know, I feel like humans uh, don't treat uh, most animals that well. Uh, so it's nice to, you know, you get these movies where you see get to see them kick ass they, and, uh, you know, take I mean, some people out. Most humans don't treat other humans well, so, you know, it doesn't True. surprise me to get yeah. to make a, a sweeping political statement. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, that being said, though, it, you know, it's kind of fun for like, you know, a dumb uh, big crocodile movie. Um, it, it's not perfect, though. Like it's, um, you know, I, I wish there were actual, more actual kills. Uh, it's I, I'm guessing this was PG-13. Uh, I don't think so, because there was like three or four F-bombs. OK, because it, it definitely wasn't that gory. Like, no, I mean, as, as, I mean, really, honestly, not to get into spoilers, but. I think the opening kills like the only real kill, right? Yeah. I don't remember there any is, of those. I, th- I think there was like two. I-, I think there was another point where someone gets like eaten off the side of a boat or anything. But it's like even when it happens, it's not like you, know, you usually don't see it as it as it happens. Like someone like goes into the water or you know they're half in the water or something. Uh, so mm. yeah, like in terms of you know horror movies it's you know uh there's not as much gruesome as you want it to be 
No, um, it's, de- it's definitely mass market friendly monster movies. It's not yeah. uh, too grisly. Uh, but I, I think I enjoy it well enough uh, as well. I think there's a little bit of nostalgia because it just it came out when I was still kind of a kid. Oh, yeah. I think what the movie actually has going for it, though, and what actually sets it apart from, you know, I presume the sequels. <laughs> I've not seen any of them, <laughs> but. I imagine these are like ultra cheap. Whereas this, it feels like there is a bit of a budget. It doesn't look like cheap crap, and yeah. I think the cast are what really kind of makes it memorable. Because you got oh, yeah. Bill Pullman, who I like a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Brendan Gleeson, who I like a lot. There's a Betty White character, like I mentioned, uh, Bridget Fonda. I like. I'm not super familiar with her, and I was surprised to, like, when I was looking into all the cast and what they've been doing recently. She's been retired from acting since like 2003. She's she's she she long hung up her yeah she cape. she's a like I, I remember her name from you know when I was a, a kid. It's just um and you know an actress name that you heard. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like w- when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I haven't really seen her in yeah. much in a long, long time. The one but thing she's did, good. The one thing I did learn about her though is who she's yeah. married to. If you wanted to guess, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> There's another nineties actor who's been kind of useless since. Oh. Uh, no, they, they were in Monkey Bone together, so I took oh, a guess. Oh well, okay. <laughs> I, I've not seen that one. I do apologize. Uh, no, she's great. Mar- Stephen King cameo. She is married to Danny Elfman. Oh, okay, the Elfman. Yeah, the Elfman. Uh, <laughs> what was funny when I read that though, it said she's married to Ongo Bongo frontman Danny Elfman. I'm like, you know, when you say music composer, poser, you know, he does like you know. Your, your your Beetlejuice and your your Batman scores. You're going to mention that now. Ongo Bongo. That that's that's what they're not calling them by. Uh, I'll be honest. I for, I forgot it was in a band until I read that. I went, oh yeah, I forgot that it was in a band called yeah. Ongo Bongo. Whatever. And I I like that back in the day, but yeah, it's definitely not what he's most known for. Yeah, very very, very odd. But hey, so you got a good cast. You have good chemistry. Uh, the movie, particularly with Gleason, is pretty funny. Paul Pullman's very much a straight man, and Gleason is often quite funny, especially when Platt annoys him in some way and he like fights back. Uh, yeah, Gleason is usually pretty funny. Bridget Fonda's generally pretty funny as well. She's she's kind of got that whole I'm from the city and I don't know how to like handle myself in in the woods and there's a lot of like fish out of water stuff there with her. Well, I mean, I think uh, I I don't know. Yeah, you can probably say like you know whatever it was kind of the time uh when this was made but as i was watching it i was like it, it felt kind of sexist to me it seemed like like uh all the men were treating her like you know she was some shrew like and i, I guess a lot of it you know is uh the whole kind of city new york kind of thing but it still felt like you know all the time they were like all right lady come on like shut up I mean, there is like some jokes here or there that are like, okay, right. I feel like we wouldn't do that now. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have someone make that joke now. Uh, yeah, like I think at one point, like Oliver Platt, like just says, like I had sex with her. Yeah, like, and like that's like, supposed to be a joke. Or yeah, something. and she's like, I never had sex with you. And he's like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm not very good at it. I never remember. Uh, and like that was a joke. Yeah, Oliver Platt's kind of the worst for that. It's his character that's kind of the source for all those like really bad like old. I don't know, old-fashioned, oh, shitty humor. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but that, that's that's what kind of makes it feel like, um, like I, I don't know, just like it seems like such a product of its time. Like I feel like this was the kind of stuff that, like the stock, you know, action um, one-liner kind of stuff you would see in movies around this time. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 
it's definitely fair. I mean, she actually has the... I mean, she's the one with the arc, because she actually wants to, like, you know, do something. She wants to, like, feel that she's not useless. Because her character, her whole character starts because she was dating uh, the, 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 the teacher from Halloween H2O. He's, he's her boss <laughs> in this. And he dumps her, and he's been having an affair with her friend, who also works at the museum. And they, they kind of ship her off in this field trip because they don't want her around, and that's why she's there. Uh, so, so I mean, if I mean, it's not really a movie with character arcs per se, but she's probably the closest one to having a character arc. That's fair, yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe Brendan Gleeson kind of like learns to not hate everyone around him a little bit. <laughs> That's kind of a plot. Okay, sure. <laughs> but the movie's fun when it's fun because these characters are interacting. Oliver yeah. Platt's kind of the weakest one in the sense that he, he's the one who comes in with all the 90s humour that's kind of dated. Some he's, of the, a, he's the pompous jerk, though. You're yeah. kind of supposed to, like, not really supposed to dig him too much. Yeah, whereas, you know, Brendan Gleeson's pretty funny, uh, as is Fonda. And then Bill Pullman's not super funny, but he's the, the straight man, so he's, he's kind of likeable because he's like a nice guy, so... Yeah, yeah. The characters. And then Betty White's this cookie old lady. Uh, well, of course she's an old oh, lady. Yeah. She's always been an old lady. She's never been young. Well, that's just Betty White. Uh, but she, <laughs> she, she's a uh, she lives by the lake, and uh, like her husband died years ago, and she's kind of cookie. Uh, more on that in spoiler section. Uh, but uh, that's yeah. So it's it's a decent movie. Yeah, the the CGI CGI like held up pretty well um so it's not great but i think what they do that's really smart is two things one whenever it's cgi it's a very quick shot and secondly mm -hmm. it's mixed with practical effects i don't know if you noticed but stan winston's actually credited as a effects oh, in this so there are times when it's like a physical like uh prop like a head a crocodile head or whatever uh oh, okay. so you know so, so sometimes it's physical and i think that makes it blend better it's definitely made it age better than what it should have yeah i, I imagine so uh, you know, I, I remember specifically when he, when he grabs a helicopter at one point. Like, <laughs> it's a physical head, but like, you can tell it's not CGI. Uh, you know, it's a model helicopter with like a, a model croc. <laughs> I, I think crocs have this benefit of they're not very like animated on their own. Like, they, they're very stiff creatures, so yeah. you, you get away with like puppets for them quite well, where they, they still look quite it's realistic true. compared yeah. to like other animals where. Ah, you know, you can tell by the eyes or whatever. Whereas crocodiles are kind of stiff, so they they, they kind of they That's naturally yeah. fit with the puppetry or models or anything like that. So it, mm. it, it works. It works. So we're going to spoilers then, Timmy. You, you Let's do for, it. Yeah, for some spoilers. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the the this, this, I mean, this kind of a nice message. It, it does kind of deflate the the idea that this is even like a horror movie because I mean, it's really just I mean, it's a monster movie, so it fits. But by the end of the movie, like the characters want to save it. They don't want to kill it. They want to trank it instead and capture it because it's yeah. a marvel. It's a thirty foot crocodile. It's this huge behemoth. Uh, they should try and capture it, and they put themselves in danger to do so, uh, including dangling a cow from a helicopter to lure it out. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of sweet. I mean, you kind of, it, it kind of robs you of the, oh, we want to see them kill it for the finale. Now, they do yeah. kill another crocodile mm -hmm. in a very funny scene. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson's got this big gun that he's been wanting to fire all movie. And then this other smaller crocodile shows up and he, he makes, he basically explodes its head with this gun. And he's like, because he's like, oh, there's two. And then he shoots the head off this alligator and he's like, back to one. 
and so this is some fun stuff. This is something nice. Uh, so yeah, what did you like, Tim? What was your favorite crocodile moments? Uh, I mean, my favorite moment probably wasn't even a crocodile. It was uh, in the beginning when uh, you have the uh, like diver under the water and uh, there's a jump scare with with a beaver that <laughs> swims out. Uh, <laughs> so I, I I did enjoy that. Um, the I, I I think the 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 big moment and the stuff like I remember like when I was a kid was kind of the the reveal with uh Betty White uh I, I thought that was interesting seeing being like oh this old lady like oh it turns out she was actually like taking care of the monster and you see her lead a cow into the water which uh she's, I, she, I felt bad for the cow but yeah she's she's feeding the the crocodile uh she's 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 against the uh the cops winning she even sits and tells you know, I really hope the crocodile wins and eats your friends like at one point and she does it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, a, it's actually, I'd forgotten how weird some of it was, like, that she was, like, feeding the crocodile all these years, and she was rooting for the croc at the end, and, it, you know, <laughs> it ends, like, the final scene's her sitting down and feeding some baby crocodiles that are in the war, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, man, I forgot these little weird elements, and, or even the fact that uh, the, during the credits, you get, like, a, a little sort of mid credit sequence of the, the crocodile on the back of a truck being transported <laughs> somewhere, and it's just this huge truck and a huge crocodile. Imagine yeah. driving next to that. Like, you're, on, you're on the road, and you just look over, and there's a giant crocodile that's as long as this truck. Yeah, and I, I remember when it first came out, and like you know, everyone was like going crazy because uh, you know Betty White swears in it. Uh, she, I, I forget if she drops an f bomb, but I remember she tells the cops that if she had a dick, she would tell them to suck it. Which at the, <laughs> at the time it was like, oh my, it, you know, it, it's nothing now. To, you see, like old people, like you know, swear and stuff all the time in movies. But at the time, it was like, oh my god, I can't believe she said that. Yeah, it even occurred to me, but yeah, you're probably right. That was probably a big deal at the time. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Uh, obviously there's a lot of character banter and like stuff where you know Oliver Platt's setting traps and Gleason's getting pissed off at him and at one point he gets caught in a trap and he, he's like I promise I will not hurt you if you let me down so he lets him down and he's like I lied and he chases after him uh, which actually does lead us to the uh, the first time we see the crocodile properly because a, a bear shows up and then the crocodile oh, right, right, right. comes yeah. out and eats the bear it's, it's actually a pretty good cool that was sequence. a good moment yeah yeah, uh, it's actually a really short movie. Like I'd forgotten that this is only eighty minutes long. It's not long at all. It goes, yeah, and it, it flies by pretty quick. Like it's, um, you know, it it's set up like right away. Like it's instant. Like, hey, here's a croc, and here's the people that are gonna find it. Like, yeah, there there really isn't any lingering. Yeah, and like after they confirm the crocs there, because I a big bit of the first chunk is like them not believe, not knowing what it is, and Oliver Platt believes it's a crocodile. The others don't. Once they have the reveal. It's basically we have a section where Platt like goes swimming because he wants to like look into the face of death and like yeah. stare down the crocodile, <laughs> and then he like pushes out because he realizes this was a stupid idea. It's going to eat me. Yeah. After that, and then it becomes about forming the plan and the, the the moral quandary of oh, when the rest of the the, the fishing game guys get here, they're just going to kill it. Whereas we can try and save it. We can try and trap it and be more humane about it. Uh, so I guess there's a bit of a message there, which is is kind of fine, and uh, it gives them a bit of a motivation. Uh, because I really had forgotten that the, the the goal at the end was to save the crocodile. I'd really forgotten that. That was that was a surprise to me when we got that far into it. Uh, yeah. But that's that's basically the movie. The, the characters fill their archetypes. You've got your one who sh- isn't used to being out in the wilderness. You've got your 
your hotshot who wants to like be a bit of a, a daredevil and go in swimming with it and whatnot, and you've got uh, obviously your your straight man and your local your local cop. Mm. So you you got all the, the archetypes that are there, uh, but luckily all the actors are are quite good, so they they, they tend to be quite fun. Uh, when it is just the scenes of them debating or discussing what they should do or anything like that, there's, a, there's, a, there's some fun banter back and forth. Um, I like it. I know you're not supposed to like him, but I I really didn't like Oliver Platt. And like I know he's a pompous jerk, and you're supposed to, you know, think he's annoying, but he really did just kind of come off as annoying to me. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. But you got three other good characters to like, so you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Every, everyone else, I you know, I think is you know really good. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I I like that. Obviously, it's a nineties movie. It ends like a nineties movie where the main guy and girl clearly like each other. But I like <laughs> I like that they don't kiss. It's just a, oh, let's just go get a drink, and that's just that. Because really, if they'd kissed at the end, I wouldn't have bought it. There wasn't enough stuff in the movie to like justify that they were that. You know, oh, we're going to run to each other's arms at the end and kiss. Yeah, uh, this is a whole the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, so I appreciate that. Uh, but that that was that's basically it. It's, it's a really short and simple movie. Yeah. Do you have any desire to watch any of the sequels? Joe, it's funny. Had this been at any other time, I'd have said let's start working through them. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are working through like four franchises already, and we have to start the Hellraiser franchise soon. So I'm going to say mm. no for now. Mm. Do I have a desire to do it? A little bit. I'm kind of curious yeah. because there's way more of these than I thought there was. We we looked them up <laughs> because I knew there was a two and three. I, I vaguely remember there being a two and a three. There's also a final chapter, and then there's like <laughs> there's like Lake Placid versus like something, and then another one of those Anaconda. Yeah, so there's like five or Wait, six of them in total. What's kind of funny about that is like, you know, it's like, I know that's the title of the movie, but. Lake Placid, like you can't, like a lake can't fight something. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it should be the alligator or the sorry, I keep saying alligator, the crocodile <laughs> of Lake Placid versus tarantula. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming most of these sequels, I, I imagine they don't take place at the lake, but I don't, I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Maybe they do. At least not the same lake. I, I can see it being other small lakes in Maine or something like yeah. that where they. They, they like more crocodiles are coming, and then again they set up the baby crocodiles at the end of the, the first one. So maybe the, maybe sure. the second movie is literally like these like four crocodiles like grown up. Remember, uh, is Resident Evil Two had a crocodile, I believe. The game did, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, not the movie. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> Which you could kill in one hit uh, with the the canister and the bullet. And if you did that, you'd blow it up, and when you played through the second scenario, uh, I won't explain that because it takes a long time, but when you played through yeah. the second scenario on the second disc, it wouldn't be there because you blew it up. However, what most people don't know is that if you kill it with conventional ammo, 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 uh, when you get to the second disc, he will still be there again. You'll have uh, to fight him again if you didn't uh, blow him up. Uh, that is, that's worth mentioning. Uh, so, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, but better Resident Evil Two trivia for you because that's exactly what we're, where we're going, um, and and not exactly the same. But um, I also remember the uh, the Killer Croc fight in uh, Arkham Asylum. I don't, I remember that. Why, why is this turned into crocodiles in <laughs> video games? When, when did that become a thing? Uh, there's actually crocodiles in Resident Evil Five as well. Oof. 
it's been I, it's been a yeah. while since I played. It. I only played it once. There's a bit where you're running through water and like the crocodiles are like jumping up at you. You have to kind of keep dodging them. I will say I probably will play Resident Evil Five again at some point. <gasps> uh, just probably not for a while. I think six is the one I will never play again. <laughs> I never finished six, and somehow I beat, I, I beat it with Leon, and then I. Yeah, there. I think there's like three other characters you play as, and I didn't even bother. Well, you it, didn't finish it awful. then because it's not. When you say you can play it as Leon, it's a different like story. It's not even like it's, it's not like Resident Evil Two where you play through this, or Resident Evil One where you play through the same thing again with another character. Chris has his own plot, and it's in different settings. It's different. It, it basically it's a game that's split into three. Oh, okay. Uh, well, screw that. Because <laughs> I because I, I, I beat Leon's story as well, but that's not finishing six. Six has another two stories. Uh, okay, I I think I started with. Could you play as like Ada as well? You unlocked like a, a bonus thing with her, but the other characters were Chris and his buddy, and like the second one, and then the third one was uh, older uh, Sherry Birkin with uh, Wesker's son. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. And they had uh, and I, Wesker's son had powers. Like he had like powers he could use. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that right? Sounds so bad. Uh I mean it's, it probably sucks, but I'm a little intrigued. Uh, maybe I'll look up the cutscenes or something just to see what <laughs> happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different it's a completely different eight hour story for each of the other things. There there's a part of me though that like, you know, sometimes when I go to you know, like a Best Buy or something, and I'm looking at like games, and I see that on the PS4 for like 15 bucks. So there is a part of me that was like, maybe I should just buy it just so I, you know, have like all the the games I can get on PS4 for Resident Evil. But I don't know, if I can't bring yeah, myself I mean, to it. We could co-op it, Tim, as a two-player. Then <sighs> that is a little tempting because it, it's like sharing the if, pain. Yeah, it, like if I'm gonna play it, <laughs> I would want to play it with you. <laughs> I don't know. You can take that as a as a compliment uh, where I want you yeah. by my side, or as an insult where I want I, you to I, suffer. I but... don't know. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> Do you know what I think's funny is me and Tim for Patreon did an audio commentary track for the first Resident Evil movie just last week, and somehow he stumped tangented into this episode with more Resident Evil talk. <laughs> that, that, that somehow happened. Instead of talking, I got about RE fever, baby. Crocodiles. I got that RE2 and... remake. Oh yeah, I'm waiting for it. Uh, but back to crocodiles and Lake Placid. So <laughs> I think we will work through the sequels at some point for funds, and I'm sure they're all okay. silly cheap. But we'll maybe work in that in 2019 at some point. You know, later when we've finished all the franchises, we're already on. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I think I I vaguely remember that even the the first sequel, uh, Lake Placid Two, was quite a bit of time later. I don't think that was like quick. That was like at least ten years after the first one. So they're all more recent than you think. Uh, but I'll double check. Uh, 2007. So, okay, not quite 10, but, uh, you know, eight wow. years later was Lake Placid 2. Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> Lake Placid 2. I think, like, the mid... Uh, like, the mid, uh, you know, 2000s, I, I feel like was a hot spot for, you know, these shitty movies that was just, like, you mm-hmm. know, anything that people might recognize as a name, let's rush a, uh, you know, crappy straight-to-DVD yeah. sequel. Uh, the third one was 2010. Okay. The final chapter, which is the fourth one, so it's copying Friday the 13th at this point, uh, was 2012. <laughs> uh, 
And then Lake Placid versus Anaconda is 2015, and I think that's the last Twi- one so far. I mean, that's only three years old now at this point. So, I mean, Jeez. there's a possibility for more. Wait, is that Robert England in the fifth one? His <laughs> Robert England's oh in the is in Lake Placid versus Anaconda. <laughs> a lake takes on a spider. <laughs> what the f- also, I recognise uh, her name. Who's who's Yancy Butler? Oh, she was in Kickass. All right, I need to recognise her name. Yeah. Uh, but Robert England's a- Jesus Christ. I am mildly curious. I must admit. I I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> wait, Yancy Butler's in the third one. Is she like in like all the sequels? Maybe. I'm going to check too. Is, is she like the the, the recurring character? <laughs> uh, she's not in the. That's ah, not in the second one. Oh, the second one does have Jonathan Kent from Smallville in it. Uh, John Schneider. He's a good guy. Good guy. He's, he's alright, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> nothing against him. Nothing against him. Uh, doesn't make me wonder, though. Who's in the final chapter? I'm curious. I know, I'm looking at the sequels now. I'm just like, oh. I think we will do these at some point. However, uh, it'll be uh, after we've done some other franchises. We'll, after we've finished some of the other ones, we'll come back and do the sequels for Lake Placid. Hey, maybe they'll do a sixth one and we'll have a reason to. to uh, <laughs> to catch up on them before the new one comes out that's when we'll maybe do that uh, I, I don't know if hope's the right word Tim but we'll, we'll see <laughs> uh, but that is Lake Placid Tim do you want to rate the movie out of 10 oh, I forgot we haven't even done that yet no we haven't no. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give it a, a 5.5 um, I, I think uh, like you said, there's a little bit of nostalgia running through it. Uh, you know, if you kind of grew up around this time, and uh, there's some fun to be had. Um, it, I, I, I'd probably bump it up a point or two if there was just if there's more kills and more gore. Uh, that, that's but, fair. It's it's very it's a very safe movie to just like yeah. you know put on. Like I don't think you can maybe necessarily watch kids watch it, but like. I think once they're like twelve, it's like okay, you're good to watch yeah. this. There's no, there's nothing in this that's going to. Dist- I mean, Definitely. having said that, I was like ten when it came out and I watched it, so I mean, clearly yeah. I was okay with it at the time as well. Uh, so I'll be slightly more positive. I'll give it a six out of ten, and it's a solid six, meaning that it's a perfectly fine, watchable thing that I have. Like, I, I think I'll probably watch it again at some point as a background movie. It's kind of perfect for that sure. kind of thing. Uh, it's a great nostalgic streaming movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're flipping it's... through Netflix and you have nothing to watch, and you're like, "Oh, hey, this movie I haven't seen forever." Like, yeah, it's fine. But, but it's nothing great either. Like, it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just decent, bit of fun, good character actors, and that's that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's Lake Placid. But nothing, nothing special either. So, uh, mm-hmm. but there you go. That that is uh, that is Lake Placid. So, by all means, let us know what you think of that of Lake Placid and the. In the comments below, are you excited at the prospect of us doing four sequels? <laughs> I'm amazed. I'm amazed that there's some actors who are in like three of the sequels because uh, that 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 Yancey Butler was in three, four, and five, what? Uh, which okay. is amazing to me. Uh, I'm curious to see who else maybe like is recurring through them because uh, I I think I kind of assume because it was all these directed video movies over these years that they were all standalone things that were just kind of you know another crocodile movie that has nothing to do with the yeah. previous ones. Uh, but right. there's characters who come back in multiple mm. movies, so it's a very involved, intricate plot. The the Lake Placid mythology and how the lake <laughs> itself fights a tarantula is it a, a crocodile <laughs> even in that movie? Who knows. 
but maybe we'll find <laughs> out. But that that is us. So let us know what you think of the movie. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. I mentioned at the start, but head over to patreon.com slash TV to support the show and the channel and get some bonuses, voting rates, all that kind of thing. But that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Uh, keep uh, watching scary movies. Uh, crocodiles, alligators, or not. Who I don't mind. Uh, whatever, whatever you like watching kill people, watch that. Uh, <laughs> and that is that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. I always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. And we'll see you next time. See you, alligator. See you later, alligator. You botched that <laughs> so hard, Tim. <laughs>